Well, it turns out the farmers were telling the truth. The farmers were right all along. Of course, that's not what the activists said. Welcome back. We continue on the farming show. Dylan Honkoop with you here on KGMI. News Talk 790 and, of course, 96.5 FM in Bellingham. What am I talking about? What were the farmers right about this time? Well, here's how it goes. And there's a bit of history here. Um, Activists have been saying, labor activists, community-to-community development based in Bellingham, uh, as well as others, Um, Of course, and then they created their own um, union uh, with one singular, one farm contract uh, at Sakuma Brothers Farms after that whole uh, hoo-ha down there that really, you know, spread a lot of misinformation. We've talked about it before here on the program. They have been saying um, that, oh, and by the way, the name of their union, F-U-J, Familias Unidas por la Justicia, um, along with community to community development. Labor activists have been saying for a long time that there is no worker shortage in farming here in Washington State, which to farmers who are experiencing the shortage, it's laughable and offensive because it's a lie, but that's what's been said for some time. Um, and in fact, the things that went on with that Sakuma Brothers situation highlighted that. Uh, activists saying, no, there are plenty of workers here. Um, you shouldn't be bringing in guest workers. That's what, it, what we get into, this H-2A guest worker program. The labor activists don't like it. And they have been looking for any reason they can to try to smear that program to try to convince the public that it's a terrible thing and that they need to put pressure on their government to end it once and for all. Now, why do labor activists not like that program? Well, it stands in the way of them being able to grow their union. Uh, it, I mean, again, we've talked about this multiple times here on the show, but but that really is the truth, and it just... It's highlighted again and again with stories like the one that we have this week from the Capitol Press. I'm going to bring this all together, but it's a little bit complicated. Um, Glad you are here with us on the Farming Show, um, by the way. Uh, As complicated as this is going to be, I'm going to do my best to explain how this all ties together behind the scenes. With a worker shortage... The H-2A guest worker program, which has been a lifeline for farming in Washington state and particularly in eastern Washington to still be able to bring crops in, to still be able to grow crops and grow food here in Washington. Without that, we'd be seeing even more farming, a lot more farming than we have been. And trust me, it's been happening anyway, but we'd be seeing a lot more farming leaving this state for other states, maybe, but more than likely for other countries, um, overseas, you know, grow our food elsewhere where they don't have um, the environmental, the uh, animal welfare, the human, the worker protections that we have here. 
as good or better than anywhere in the world. Pay that's, you know, exponentially higher than many other places that are growing the food that ends up getting imported when these kinds of farms leave Washington State or leave the U.S. So H-2A guest worker program has been a lifeline for that. It provides access for farmers to a legal workforce. You know, if, if you're passionate about immigration issues, you should, be, you should be watching what's happening with this program and thankful for it. And it's provided not just a lifeline for farmers, it's provided a lifeline for folks in other countries, not just Mexico. A lot of folks on, on H-2A visas come here from Mexico, but many other countries as well provide, you know, these are, these are the other places where companies may outsource the growing of our food to where they can pay. Literally, we're hearing wages $15 a day, $11 a day. I've heard in some cases $9 a day, not an hour, a day that workers make in these countries. That's poverty. And, you know, it's not just the low wages. It's, it's communities that are struggling. It's, you know, corrupt governments in some cases that make it so difficult for people to get ahead. People who, good people who want to work hard, have the dignity of being rewarded for their hard work. They just don't have those opportunities until they connect with a program like the H-2A Guest Worker Program. And they're pumped about it. These, the stories I hear from folks who go to these countries to say, hey, we've got jobs, you know, sign up. People come in droves. Like, hey, I can go work for a harvest and then bring money back home to my family. You know, do I wish, me personally, do I wish that money was staying here with domestic workers? Yes. But if that's not going to happen, I'd much rather still keep the food production here and have those wages go back to folks who deserve it because they work hard, they want to get ahead, and it's changing. This program is changing families, entire communities, generations of people who are able to get ahead and find more opportunity because of what they can do with this H-2A program. Okay, so that's what's going on with the H-2A program. Uh, labor activists don't like it, stands in the way of them unionizing folks, and they have smeared the program saying it's indentured servitude or, you know, darn near slavery. They've said that, you know, people in the program feel stuck, like they don't have any other options, uh, that they're treated poorly, and they've tried to say that farmers are using this program as an easy way out, a cheap way out, which again, it's also, you know, as much as them denying that there is a worker shortage is demonstrably false it's also laughable and offensive to farmers that they're suggesting that they're using the h2a guest worker program instead because it's a way to save money are you kidding me the program is highly regulated you know farmers who use it have to follow regulations far above and beyond you know the already good regulations that we have in this state and country to protect workers they have to pay them above and beyond even minimum wage. They set, the federal government sets a minimum wage for this program, which is quite a bit higher and has been growing like crazy uh, above uh, certainly federal minimum wage and even here in Washington state, well above our state's minimum wage, which is the highest in the country. So here you have people making life-changing money and 
farms having to spend a lot of money to do it. Not only do they have to pay workers well, but they have to pay, farms have to pay for their transportation to and from their home country. They have to provide them government-approved housing. Not just any old housing will work. The federal government has very high standards for the housing. They have to build that and provide that to these workers free of charge. Uh, and a lot of other things. Access to medical care, transportation when they're um, here for their stay while they're working. This is all good stuff, but it's not cheap, again, for the farmers. Again, activists not telling the truth, saying, well, farmers are doing this to get by on the cheap, and they're not hiring domestic workers, workers who live here in the United States. So that brings us to today's article. I told you this is a little complicated, and I apologize for it, but this is important to understand what's really happening in our food system. And again, this is The Farming Show. I'm Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI. I'm very passionate about this, as you can tell. The headline, uh, talk about burying the lead. Uh, the headline in the Capitol Press this week, Washington, the state, Washington can't find any U.S. workers for H-2A farm jobs. What? Okay, what are they talking about here and why, why is this even important? Well, another stipulation beyond the housing, beyond the transportation, beyond the adverse effect wage rate that's uh, you know significantly higher yet than minimum wage, the government requires farms to search as far and wide as possible beyond just their nearby neighborhoods, um, uh, you know, multi-state searches for anybody in the U.S. who could fill these jobs before they bring in guest workers from other countries. Because the idea is, and it makes sense, that farms would hire people here in the U.S. before they go use this guest worker program. Again, the accusation of the activists saying, well, uh, farmers are just ignoring the domestic workers and they're hiring out of country workers through this guest worker program to, to get you know, work done on the cheap. It, it couldn't be further from the truth, but still they, they have been ranting this mantra for years now. So here's the bottom line. The Washington Employment Security Department was tasked with, because of, because of um, political pressure on this program and folks like Rosalinda Guillen of Community to Community Development, who, you know, not exactly sure what her personal motives are, but she has been demonstrated time and again to have a very hard time with the truth. Um, that's a nice way of saying she's been misleading people for a long time. She plays fast and loose with her own set of facts. Um, she is deeply connected to folks high up in Washington state government within the Jay Inslee administration. And because of that political pressure, she and others have placed on them. There's been all kinds of stuff going on. We've talked a lot, of course, about the minimum wage issue and the exemption there or lack thereof now. Um, other oversight, you know, the COVID stuff, the whole bunk bed fiasco where these, uh, these activists were, you know, trying to get a, a political win and, and forcing f workers to lose out on access to safe housing because of some ridiculous demands that the activists had. Um, they've been involved in, you know, um, all, all kinds of stuff, strikes around the state, stopping work during harvest, things like that. 
And the pressure that they put on the state employment security department was to say, well, you and the farmers are not doing a good enough job making sure that there are no domestic workers available. Again, back to their, whether it's their belief or if they know better to know that it's a bunch of baloney, either way, their whole mantra about, well, farms are overlooking domestic workers to get, and I'm using air quotes here, cheap foreign workers via the guest worker program, which is totally not true at all. Again, not cheap. So the state employment security department, um, went out and did a, a heavy duty search. They went out and made it. This is from the article. They made a concerted effort to make sure foreign labor wasn't displacing American job seekers. And this is where we get back to the headline, Washington state, the state employment security department cannot find any that's zero u.s workers domestic workers for these h2a these jobs that are being filled by h2a guest workers there's nobody they got here, here's from the article don jenkins doing good work over at uh, capital press uh, capitalpress.com the employment security department received 112 resumes for farm jobs but most came from people from other countries, while others did not meet job requirements, according to Dan Zeitlin, the director of employment system policy. So while, yes, they did get, and there are thousands and thousands of job openings, farmers are desperate for people willing to work and help bring the harvest in here in this state alone. 112 is a minuscule number to begin with, and then none Zero of those 112 were actually qualified to work on farms for the jobs available here in Washington State. There is a worker shortage here in Washington State, period. No question about it. And not only is there a worker shortage, but it is severe. And, you know, activists, activities notwithstanding just the pressure of this and so many other things is pushing farming out of Washington state. It's that bad. Yet at the same time that it's that bad, again, we have these activists lying saying that a worker shortage doesn't exist. And these evil farmers are just trying to stick it to the domestic workers and get quote unquote cheap workers from other countries. It's, it's insane, unconscionable that people are allowed to continue this kind of false narrative about farming and food production, our food system here in Washington state and in this country. There aren't workers available, period. And it is time for Rosalinda Guillen and Ramon Torres, Edgar Franks, everybody connected with community to community development, Familias Unidas por la Justicia, and everyone there, part of that movement to stop misleading people, stop telling false information, stop lying about this situation. It is time to tell the truth. We are short of workers. Do workers need to be treated well? Absolutely. Do workers need to be compensated well? Absolutely. And in fact, this climate is a positive one for workers because they have more power now probably than ever to demand more pay better treatment, whatever the case might be, to say, nope, I'm going down the road to a different farm. See ya. Of course, they'd say, well, you can't do that in the H-2A program. Then why are people begging for those jobs? 
Why? If it was so bad, would people be begging for that? And why then, I want to turn this around, why then do folks like community to community development and familias unidas por la justicia want to deny people in other countries who want to work hard and have the dignity of supporting their family with their labor and their work, why do they want to deny them these opportunities? The only answer I can arrive at here, and I would be more than happy for them to come out and prove me wrong, is that it's about their bottom line, their group, their activist group, their union organizing activities are jeopardized by this program. They don't like that. Again, I hope it's not true, but it's the only answer I can see. And, and so far, from everything that has gone on, it has been verified to be true by, by things going on out there, that they, the, the actions and words that they, they are putting out there. It's, it's really sad because they claim to be about these other folks and about their dignity and respect and all these terms that they use, living wage, yet they're the folks standing in the way of it. They're the ones not telling the truth. They're harming workers and taking opportunities away from workers to have dignity and work and good wages, opportunity in life by trying to block all of this. They're harming the farming community. And by doing that, they're harming you, the food consumer. At least I'm assuming you're a food consumer because pretty much everyone I know that's alive eats food. And we want that food to be produced here where it's safe, where it's healthy, where it's close to home, where it has a small carbon footprint, you name it. Yet it's this kind of activity that's pushing that food production, the growing of food farther and farther away from home. If you embrace eat local, you need to embrace what it takes to produce food here in the Pacific Northwest, here in Washington State. Okay, there's my soapbox, and that's what's so shocking about this story uh, from Capitol Press. Uh, again, this week, they couldn't find anyone to fill these farm jobs. That's just how bad the worker shortage is. Don't let anyone convince you otherwise with a baloney story. Thanks for being with us here on The Farming Show here on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop.